Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Huh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. Picture this. You're on a John Deere compact tractor, enjoying the sun as you clear brush across your pasture. You just have to get in the seat. Learn more at johndeere.com slash get in the seat or visit a dealer near you. Hey, everyone. Thanks for downloading another weekly episode of the Money Girl podcast. My name is Laura Adams. I'm a personal finance expert, author, and speaker based in Austin, Texas. I'm thrilled to have you with me. The mission for this show is to give you the knowledge, resources, and motivation to manage your money the best ways possible and create a richer life. If you're new to the show, no matter how you found it, I'm really glad that you're here. And a great way to give back is to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. That helps us stay visible so new listeners can find the show and we can help them get the inspiration and information they need as well. Today's show is for you if you have an HSA, which is a health savings account, or maybe you've been considering getting one, or maybe you have no idea what it is and it's a totally new topic for you. This topic was inspired by a listener question that I received, and I do get lots of questions about HSAs, so maybe this will answer your question, and if it doesn't, feel free to send me your question. You can reach me using my contact page at lauradadams.com. I can't respond to every question or get every question answered on the show, but when I see trends of questions, I know that that's a particular topic that really needs to be addressed on the podcast. So today's show was inspired by Inu. I hope I'm saying this correctly. It's I-N-U. He or she says, I've heard your recent podcast about using an HSA and still have a question. I invest most of my HSA say money in mutual funds. So taking money out means it loses investment growth. I'm wondering if it's better to spend my HSA funds or to just pay my medical expenses out of pocket when I can afford them and keep the account growing. Thanks for your great question, Inu. In this podcast, I'll review the benefits you get from using an HSA and whether it's better to spend your balance on medical costs or keep it invested for the long term. You'll find the notes for this and every podcast with links to the resources I mention and the full archive of podcasts over in the Money Girl section at the newly redesigned quickanddirtytips.com. Go check it out. This is episode number 548 called Should You Spend or Invest Your HSA Funds? If you already have a health savings account, then you already know what they are, but I'm going to give a quick review for those listening who are not so familiar. An HSA is a special type of account that you can set up for the sole purpose of paying qualified medical expenses, like deductibles and out-of-pocket costs, on a pre-tax basis, now or at any time in the future. You can contribute to an HSA only if you have an eligible 
high deductible health plan. And you can have that either through an employer or you can buy it on your own as an individual. The big deal about HSAs is that they give you triple tax benefits. So let's review what those money-saving tax benefits are. The first one is that your HSA contributions are never taxed. So an HSA is funded with pre-tax dollars, and that's the case whether you make contributions or your employer makes contributions on your behalf. If you fund the account on your own, what you do is claim total annual contributions as a deduction on your taxes. And that's true even if you don't itemize deductions on your taxes. Now, if an employer makes your contributions for you, what they do is deduct them right out of your paycheck before taxes are ever taken out. And you can make tax-deductible contributions to an HSA at any time during the year. A lot of people make them on a monthly basis or with every paycheck, but you can even make them up to April 15 for the previous tax year. You can contribute even if you're retired, unemployed, or have annual income that's less than your contributions. And you're never required to make HSA contributions. In years where you feel like you've got extra money to put aside, you can max it out. And in years where you feel like you can't afford it, you can pull back and even make no contributions in a given year. For 2018, you or your employer can contribute a total of up to $3,450 to an HSA if you have insurance that's just for yourself. Or if you've got a family plan, you can contribute up to $6,900. And by the way, that was increased $50 due to a correction in the inflation adjustment calculations for the year. And if you're age 55 or older, you or your employer can contribute an additional $1,000 to an HSA when you have either an individual or a family plan. So that would kick it up to $4,450 if you've got a plan just for yourself or $7,900 if you have a family plan and you're older than age 55. Okay, so that's the first major tax benefit that you get. Those contributions that go into the account are never taxed. The second tax benefit is that your HSA earnings are never taxed. Most HSAs pay interest on your balance, just like you get interest in a savings account. Plus, you typically also have the option to transfer all or a portion of your HSA balance to investments, such as mutual funds, in order to grow your balance even faster. Unlike with a taxable bank or a taxable brokerage account, interest or investment growth in an HSA is completely tax-free. So that's the second big deal money-saving tax benefit that you get. And the third benefit is that your HSA withdrawals are never taxed. So when you take money out of an HSA, there are no taxes. This is true no matter if you withdraw original contributions, the interest income, or investment earnings from the account, and you use all that money to pay for qualified healthcare expenses. This can be even more beneficial than taking money out of a retirement account, such as a traditional IRA or a 401k, because they do require you to pay income tax on your withdrawals. And an HSA even has more advantages than a Roth retirement account, which also allows tax-free withdrawals, but a Roth requires that you pay tax on your contributions. So with an HSA, you don't pay on the money going in, nor do you pay tax on the money coming out. 
it's a really amazing account. And just like with a retirement account, you should never put money into an HSA that you might need for everyday expenses because you can only use HSA funds to pay for current or future qualified unreimbursed medical expenses. And if you don't do that, your withdrawals are subject to both income tax and a hefty 20% penalty. So you want to make sure that you're using it properly. And you're never required to take withdrawals from an HSA. Your balance can stay in the account indefinitely and even be passed on to your heirs. So the balance just rolls over and as it accumulates, it just rolls over year to year. And an HSA is portable, and that means you can take it with you if you switch employers or you retire. It's not controlled by an employer. It's controlled by you. You can continue spending it even if you no longer have a high-deductible health plan or you become unemployed. If you don't have a high-deductible health plan, you can't make new contributions to the account, but you can continue to spend down the balance that you already have. Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. If you're like me and you suffer from allergies, you know this time of year can be pretty rough. There's a lot of sneezing, itchy eyes, congestion, and they can really hold you back from living the life you want to live. Luckily, for those with allergies, you can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This is a product designed for serious allergy sufferers. It's got two ingredients in one pill that relieve allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combo of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant relieves all the symptoms that you suffer. And what I love about Claritin D is that it starts working in as little as 30 minutes. Plus, it's non-drowsy, so you can still make the most of your day. I can take Claritin D and then get on the mic and record a podcast without being too congested. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by AARP. Ten years from today, Lisa Schneider will trade in her office job to become the leader of a pack of dogs. As the owner of her own dog rescue, that is. A second act made possible by the reskilling courses Lisa's taking now with AARP to help make sure her income lives as long as she does. And she can finally run with the big dogs. And the small dogs, who just think they're big dogs. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. Hey there, I want to tell you about one of my favorite podcasts, Freakonomics Radio. Every week, host and best-selling author Stephen Dubner dives into the hidden side of business, economics, and so much more. He interviews CEOs, historians, and Nobel laureates to explore all kinds of topics, like why the best employees can make the worst bosses, and how whales went from being economic engines to environmental icons. If you're a curious person looking to better understand the world around you, you'll find everything you're looking for on Freakonomics Radio. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, back to HSA benefits. In general, you're not allowed to use HSA funds to pay for health insurance premiums, but there are exceptions, and they include using HSA funds to pay for long-term care insurance, and you can do that at any age. 
You can use HSA funds to pay for COBRA health insurance continuation if that's something you choose after you leave a job. You can also use it to pay for health insurance when you're receiving unemployment compensation. And after you turn 65, there are even more allowable ways to spend your HSA money, including on certain Medicare premiums, on health insurance premiums when you're still employed and you've got a health plan offered by an employer. And after you're 65, you can even spend money in an HSA on non-medical expenses without a penalty, but they are still subject to income tax. So again, after you turn 65, an HSA morphs into something that looks a lot like a traditional retirement account if you keep it long enough. And that's a great reason to max it out every year, even if you don't expect to have many medical expenses. If you qualify for an HSA, they're available at many banks, credit unions, brokerages, and specialty institutions. You want to shop around to find one that gives you lots of investment options. You want diversified options, low fees, and also a convenient online experience. And at the end of the show, I'll tell you how to get my free HSA cheat sheet that outlines the HSA rules that we're going to talk about and more. And it gives you the best places to open your account all on a handy one-page PDF. Because an HSA offers so many tax benefits and extra flexibility in retirement, you may be like Inu, who's wondering if it's better to spend the funds or to keep them invested and growing year after year. Well, when you boil it down, there are three strategies for using an HSA. The first is to make tax-free withdrawals to pay current medical expenses. And this is the kind of traditional way to use it. You typically receive a debit card with your account, and so you can just use that debit card to pay your qualified medical costs in real time. You go to the doctor, you use that debit card. You go to the dentist, you use that debit card. And again, this is the most popular way to use an HSA, especially if you don't have other savings to pay a medical bill. And if you have a remaining balance, you can let it grow either by earning interest or investing it so that it grows for future use, including in retirement. The second way to use an HSA is to pay medical costs out of pocket and then to make withdrawals in the future to reimburse yourself. The HSA rules don't require you to pay qualified expenses within a certain time period. If you've got the cash to pay them, you can reimburse yourself later from the account and let the full balance stay invested and grow in the meantime. And this is known as shoeboxing your HSA. You're sort of like keeping your receipts for all your medical expenses in a shoebox and creating an IOU to yourself that you can redeem at any time you like. But you've got to be sure to keep good records to verify your expenses and how they were paid and that you didn't take those expenses as an itemized medical deduction on your taxes. Also note that you cannot use HSA funds to pay expenses or reimburse yourself for expenses that occurred before you opened the HSA account. And the third way to use an HSA is to pay your medical expenses out of pocket but never reimburse yourself. And that's what Inu is asking. The HSA rules don't require you to reimburse yourself or pay for your qualified medical expenses using the account. You can opt not to make 
any account withdrawals if you like. You could even choose to pay small healthcare expenses out of pocket and reserve your HSA for large or unexpected qualified costs. The idea is that the more money you keep in the account, the more time it can grow tax-free. So getting back to Indu's question about whether it's better to spend your HSA or just keep it invested, I have a very unsatisfying answer for you, and the answer is, it depends. First, I want to say that if you're not maxing out a retirement account, be sure to do that before contributing more than your anticipated medical expenses to an HSA. Using an IRA or a workplace retirement plan like a 401k or a 403b should be your top investing priority. And that's because you can put more into those accounts and they give you a lot more flexibility and benefits. While HSAs are loaded with tax benefits, they give you less flexibility than a retirement plan when it comes to taking money out. Also, HSAs are not known for offering best-in-class investments investments with low fees, like IRAs and 401ks, for instance. And HSAs can also come with additional account and investing costs, which may erode your net investment returns over time. If you're maxing out a retirement account, then you're in a good position to max out an HSA as well. If all or most of your HSA balance is invested in diversified funds, some might argue that it's better not to spend it. If you can afford not to tap your HSA, that gives you maximum tax savings. However, if your HSA funds are not invested and you're earning no interest or tiny amounts of interest, you'll probably come out ahead by spending that HSA money on qualified medical expenses. However, knowing which option would save the most is difficult because it depends on several variables. On one hand, spending your HSA gives you guaranteed tax savings, which could be more than 30% depending on your income and tax rate. Finding an investment to beat that would be difficult. On the other hand, letting your HSA stay invested for decades could end up being more valuable with compounding interest. This depends on the return that you get and how long the account remains invested. So I can't make a decision for you, but Here's how I use my HSA. I make monthly contributions in amounts that will max out the account by the end of the year. Every month, I sweep amounts that exceed $1,000 into growth-oriented investments. So I always leave $1,000 in there in case I have a really quick, unexpected expense that I need to make out of the account. My husband and I use our HSA funds to pay qualified expenses as we go. Paying medical costs using pre-tax money is an immediate benefit that I just don't believe I could beat by leaving the account untapped. And again, I can't know which option is right for you, but the good news is that any way you choose to use an HSA saves money and is a huge win. To review the rules and requirements for using health savings accounts, I created a one-page PDF cheat sheet that you can download for free. To get it, text HSA tool. That's HSA tool with no space to the number 33444 and I'll send it to you right away. And before we go, I want to invite you to sign up for my free short weekly email that's filled with tips, tools, and recommendations that I think you might enjoy. To get it, text get updates with no space. Again, get updates to that same number 
3444. Or you can sign up at lauradadams.com. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week, courtesy of Money Girl, your guide to a richer life. Oh, 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 oh